0: Since 1973, Tattoo Charlie's has been an established body modification studio in Kentucky, featuring world-renowned artists and piercers, currently with locations on Preston Highway and in Lexington, a staple point in the tattoo community. Learn more at TattooCharlie's.com. Set up your appointment today at 7904 Preston Highway. Our tattoos are done while you wait. to the Metal Forge. I'm your host, Mark Jackson, and I'm going to be pounding out the best regional metal for you tonight. If you're new to this show, pick up your hammer and get down with some of these featured guests. Got any questions or comments? Send them to MetalForgeRadio at gmail.com. What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? Thank you for joining me today. My name is Mark Jackson. I'm your host of the Metal Forge. For the May 8th edition with Underking from the United Kingdom. Holy shit, how are you all doing? First United Kingdom band, first actual overseas band. Holy shit, we're moving along. So yeah, I mean, what's going on? I mean, everybody's in the various states of reopening at this point. You know, uh, where I'm at, they've rolled out like a big two-month ordeal, so on and so forth. But yeah, hopefully everybody's still staying safe. I know it's been a minor inconvenience for a lot of you, but you know we do have the show. We do have everything that you can listen to. We got over sixty episodes out uh, over the, this year and last. So yeah, hopefully y'all are uh, hopefully y'all are doing well. A little bit of topic here. What are your thoughts on re-releasing albums, special editions, remixes, remasters? Because that's a little bit of a touchy subject to me. Because I like to hear the first versions of things. You know, I want to hear the, if it was released originally on vinyl, I want to hear the original vinyl mix, or, you know, as close as possible to it. I know in the mid-90s, Ozzy started the remasters editions of his albums, and it obviously, you know, it was remastered, It was uh, parts were re-recorded, so on and so forth. And it's a completely different mix. So anybody who's heard Ozzy from the 90s with the Blizzard and all of that stuff has been completely... It's a completely different deal than it was on, like, the Jet Records versions and stuff like that. The reason I ask is because Deftones are considering re-releasing and remixing White Pony. Which, you know, is cool, but it's one of those things It's like, it's such a good album as it is. So what do you all think about stuff like that? You know, hit me up, metalforgeradio at gmail.com. Shoot me a message on Facebook, Instagram, so on and so forth, and get back to it, you know. Because I would like to actually talk about that with other people. Find out what you all think. I know technologically things have changed drastically over even the last 20 years in the music industry. It's it's an interesting uh, thought process. I never thought that I would actually remix and remaster any of my personal music. Just because it's it's whatever, but I guess there is a need out there for some people. And I know deluxe editions and stuff like that exist, but is it really worth it or is it a cash cow? Shoot me your thoughts, you know, hit me up. One other thing I do want to mention before we get into the interview with uh, Max and and Dustin joins us a little bit later. If you have an intellectual property, make sure you do the proper things that you need to do to protect yourself. Make sure you file your trademarks. Make sure you file copyrights on things because there are vultures out there that will try to take anything that they can from you. But seriously, contact a trademark attorney and get your uh, names trademarked. Uh, Register your thing, your work with the Library of Congress if you're in the United States or wherever country you are. Make sure you register your uh, copyrights and things because it means a world of difference. Metal the fuck on, okay? I really appreciate all the listens that I get and all the new followers that I pick up on Instagram and Facebook and so on and so forth and Twitter even. uh, Even on the SoundCloud page and such. I love you guys. Thank you so much. You you seriously make me want to continue to do this even more so than I do already. And it helps out so much. And I appreciate all every single last one of you. So stay tuned to the page because once we hit 2,000 follows on Facebook, I'm going to be giving away some things. I uh, don't know what yet. Uh, I've got a few things in the uh, catalog here to give away. I did have some concert tickets, but obviously with uh, due to COVID-19, so on and so forth, it's kind of hard to do. But, you know, I want to try and do something for, even if I do like a drawing and somebody is not in my area, I want to try and hit some places up and get, get these people taken care of as well. I don't want to give away concert tickets to a place that people can't go to. So, who knows, you know, maybe it might be some Amazon gift cards. Might be uh, some uh, stuff like that. Stay on the page, MetalForgeRadio.com, uh, and on the uh, Facebook page, Facebook.com slash MetalForgeRadio, and we'll see what we can do, you know. Rock on. So this is Under King, and this is Hexed. So I'm being joined on the phone with Max Jeffries from Under King from the United Kingdom. Max, how you doing, man?
1: Hi,
2: yeah, I'm great. Thanks.
0: So, tell us about Under King. I see that you all have uh, back at the, on the third of April, you released two albums: Ghosts of the Past yeah. and Amongst the Dead. Yeah. And I and... have listened to both of them, and I enjoy them immensely.
2: So, Ooh, tell you.
0: tell us about Under King. How did y'all start?
2: Uh, so it, it kind of started as a solo project for me in early 2018, I'd, I'd probably say, uh, and my other band, uh, Rage Cave, uh, which was like a new wave of British heavy metal, uh, like trio. Um, so it was just me on guitar and vocals, a bassist and a drummer. Um, we split up in April 2018, I think, um, and I had like a bunch of music that was just sitting around um that I'd prepared for Rage Cave and uh, I thought oh well if I can write a few more then that that's enough for like a a solo release or or whatever and I'd not long got uh, like a home recording set up uh so I decided to like kind of finish a load of demos and then release them as a solo project that was the idea anyway um but it, it, it soon kind of turned into a bit more when I realized I wanted uh, some scream vocals. And I was like, you know, I, 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 I cannot see myself doing these because I've never tried them in my whole life. Because right. so, um, I'd, I'd written these kind of two opposing style halves. It kind of ended up being because um, I listened to kind of like a whole bunch of different stuff. Uh, like I, I listen the most to kind of like Ghost, Iron Maiden, Judas Priest, uh, Black Sabbath, that kind of stuff. But then I also listen loads to Kvalasek and like the, this like Black and Roll and Gajira and stuff like that. Um, so I wanted to kind of include both things in the same project, which i I'd, I'd never really seen anyone else do to like this kind of extent. Uh, I mean, there's probably someone out there that has. So then, it, yeah, I, I just kind of got Dustin on board at late. Uh, it would have been mid to late 2019, actually. And then he, he recorded all his vocals for his half uh, five, five or six months, I think. And then, then we, then we here today.
0: <laughs> I kind of noticed that with the with the dual release on the on the same day with Ghosts of the Past and Amongst the mm. Dead, that they seemed two halves of of a of a whole. Yeah, they're both very standalone-ish, but kind of intertwined. I've noticed, like musically, <laughs> they they intertwine with one another really well, and it's like hearing two sides of a story.
2: Yeah, there's there's, there's definitely some stuff that that was. Because uh, originally, when I started writing the thing, it was it was sort of a whole big body of work. And like I said, when I realized that I wanted some screen vocals, I thought, you know what, I might I might as well split this in half. So there's there's bits, there's there's like remnants of it that was still from when it was still uh, a one one whole thing. Right. For example, the opening track to Amongst the Dead was going to be the the opening track for the whole dual release thing, and the the closer of Ghost of the Past, Witch Hammer, was always going to be the closer of the whole thing. And they use like a few of the same musical ideas in them. So th- that that might be why it's, it sounds more uh, intertwined than perhaps it would have done otherwise, which is uh, t- m- turned it
0: quite well, I think. Definitely. And I love the artwork on both of them.
2: Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: It's almost to me, it's one of those things where it's like there is the album artwork of Amongst the Dead where it's the mountain and everything else and then the figure up in the mountain. But then on Ghost of the Past, there's just a skull with like it looks like the uh, kind of like a uh, a fire had been built there. Mm. Um, so it's like looking from a grand spectrum to focusing in on a, a tight knit place along that path I guess it's kind of a cool uh transitional piece you know because I always look I'm a physical copy you know nut when it comes to things like that I like yeah 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 I love to look at album art and such and be like you know that's a really cool little section of this artwork or Mm -hmm. something like that yeah so I totally get that how does it work for you guys to be able to write together? I mean, cause I know you're in the United kingdom and Dustin mm. is in Arizona. Yeah. So we, I know we live in a, in a, in an age where that seems to be the case a lot more often with, with bands that, you know, have members abroad.
2: Yeah. I mean, it's, um, it's, it's difficult. I'm not, I'm not, uh, like uh, I think anyone under the impression that it's it's not it's like the easy way out. Uh, uh, they're completely wrong. like it's it's so much harder from my experience of being in uh, uh, you know one rehearsal room and writing songs. Um, so so what happens, the kind of process is that I in in my house in Nottingham, England, write write the songs. Um, and I write all the music for them. And I send the ones that I thought Dustin would would sound really cool over. I sent them to him. And then he goes into the, the studio, um, a place called Ragnarok Recording Studios in Arizona. Okay. And he does his vocals in, in parts. And then we kind of confer, like, uh, what lyrics work well and what works well, where in the song and, and stuff like that. And then... Uh, the song kind of develops from there and then we send it off to the mixer master who on this, on these, these releases was Adam Buckley, um, uh, someone local to me uh, who, who I think's done a really good job. Um, so that, that's the kind of process and it, it takes a longer time than it would do, you know, if you were all together because right. there's so much conferring back and forth. It's, it can be like, a, not, it can be frustrating because of the amount of time it takes sometimes. But that's not because you know we we disagree or anything. In fact, I'd say the complete opposite. Everything Dustin sent back, I was like, "Yep, yeah, that's that's great. Uh, roll with that. That's perfect. But Do more."
0: But it's more of the time the time zone difference.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because there's the time the- zone difference. There's the there's the, there's the there's like a arranging what what you you when stuff's gonna happen and like getting into the studio and then right yeah.
0: Because that was one of the, the contention points about doing this interview is because it's 2.30 my time, and I'm on Eastern time, and then it would mm. be – what is it, about 8.30 your time-ish? Uh,
2: it's a quarter to eight, yeah.
0: Yeah, and then, you know, because he's three hours behind me, so he would – it's like 11.30. He's half time. 11, yeah, so, yeah, 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 yeah. So, yeah, it's all a big – conglomeration of time you know <laughs> I yeah, yeah.
2: kind of neat oh uh, i i it's it's really weird because me and dustin used to talk most in the, the early morning like in my, in my end because he, he he'd get back from work at you know 10, 10 o'clock at night or whatever and i'd wake up at 8 8 a.m and we'd talk at like midnight his time 8 a.m my time oh, or whatever wow.
0: if you could have written a song or an album from somebody else what would it be hmm well i you see, that, that is
2: a difficult question. Uh, you know, I think it'd have to be um, Ghost Meliora if we're going with an album, because okay. I think that's that's probably my favorite album of at least the last decade, and possibly all time. But I mean, it, it changes a lot. You know what you know? What I mean, as oh, a music definitely. fan, yeah, that, that that changes a lot.
0: Yeah, because it's one of those things that you know you're you're furthering what you listen to, and yeah, yeah, your, your taste evolve over time. So let me back on the other situation here about with the writing and y'all being in two different time zones. Is this going to be a project that you all try to perform out live or is this going to be something like you set up some road musicians and do whatever with? How does that work?
2: You see, we we haven't really talked about this yet. This is uh, Ah. uh, 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 perhaps a new new topic. I, I mean, we want, we'd want to perform live uh that's that that's the reality of it but you know the, the other reality of it is that we're you know miles and miles and miles away so how are we going to do that right. so if the opportunity ever like arose where we could get together and play a show like if i ever went to america or, or, or Dustin came to the uk then we could we, we could play some shows even if it was like a one-off run of dates or or, or, or whatever but um, I'm not sure yet. We have to talk a bit more about it. Obviously, we'd love to. We'd love to play some live shows.
0: Right on. I mean, because it's almost weird this day and age because of the technological advance of being able to record and write with people from all over the world, and then yeah. and then you're just releasing product. But you know, the, for the people like me who are physical copies and love live shows. It's kind of an interesting dynamic when it comes to, okay, well, how are they going to do this? Because it's one thing if you know you're a couple hours apart in distance. When you're 20 hours apart in distance of travel time, and that's by plane, 20 hours, it seems to be a little bit more more of an issue. I yeah, guess, yeah. I mean, that would be a super cool thing to to look into, I guess, about touring or just even playing some shows. Yeah, it's I'd definitely love, something because we're I'd look love into. to see this live. <laughs>
2: yeah i've heard a lot of people say that yeah so so hopefully we can work something out uh because i think it's fun Uh, playing live is really great um when i used to do it in my old band it was always i always got like really nervous before i went on oh yeah but then um when you when you actually get on stage it's like it's a completely different experience you just you're just completely elated to be there you know you know what i mean Um,
0: definitely oh absolutely um to me, it's one of those things where it's just like, I think it's the rawest part that anyone ever sees of you as a musician. Yeah. Mm. That, you know, you can be on stage and if you're playing a part or you're BSing a role, then people who are out in the audience are going to know that. Yeah, yeah. You know, they mm-hmm. they know if they're being bullshitted or sold or anything like that. That's why I think bands that do play roles like uh, King Diamond, you believe yeah. him because you would think that he is honestly that guy. Yeah,
2: I mean, yeah. I, I the theatrical kind of stuff. Like, I mean, my favorite band is Ghost, so. Right. I I love the theatrical stuff. Like, I you know, I go and see Ghost live, and I see, you know, Papa Emeritus or Cardinal Copia or, or whatever. Whatever character Tobias Forge is playing, that's who I see on stage. I, I don't go and, and see Tobias Forge. He portrays that character on stage, and if he was even slightly off one night, people would see right through it.
0: Absolutely. They're on all the time because they have to be, because it is their job. Yeah. So. Mm-hmm. I could dig that, you know. So, what is you, the allure to music for you?
1: Uh,
2: I, I don't know. I, I guess I've always enjoyed music. Uh, I do it. Uh, I've done it academically. I've done it, you know, in my own time. I've put my own uh, uh, effort into a lot of musical projects, and I just thought, you know, this is this is for me. Uh, just just one kind of one day, I was just like, this is this is what I want to do. Uh, and I suppose what kind of sparked that is uh, I went to go see Ramstein when I was about eleven years old um, at the Birmingham Arena. Uh, I don't know what it's called these days, actually. it?
1: Uh, it's called
2: the NEC. Yeah, the NEC uh, Arena. Yeah, the NEC. Yeah. Um, but I saw I saw Ramstein there, uh, and that was you know I was mind blowing. Uh, I've seen Ramstein again since, and it was completely mind blowing all over again. But
0: <laughs> uh, was, but.
2: Um, <laughs> Yeah,
0: I was doing a little, uh, you know, Facebook research. Yeah, and he's, it's funny to me that you say that you saw, uh, Rammstein then, like you know, when you were ten or eleven. Yeah, uh, the first time I saw him, I was um, probably sixteen. Yeah, and yes, absolutely. Yeah,
1: so, yeah. But yeah.
0: It, because and and even still, from the videos I've seen since, because I haven't seen them since then, that I was going to go this year. Yeah, yeah but all that but it's still mind-blowing just even on video
2: (laughs) yeah i went to go see them at the milton Keynes bowl um when they played there last year and it was just crazy it's uh, it's completely different we saw them at the nec and you know that's an enclosed kind of arena but this was outdoors in a stadium and they brought their own stage to the to the uh stadium and it was just crazy there was there was big plumes of fire in the middle of like the audience on massive poles and stuff. It was, it, wow. <laughs> it was just absolutely, you, you were just, you were just watching it and you were like, how can they afford to do this every night? Oh yeah. And, and put on this good of a show every single night. And I remember watching a video on there. I, can, I can't, I can't remember if it was a Facebook or Instagram or whatever, but they did a time-lapse of how long it takes them to put up the stage. And it was like a day and a half of solid, you know, nine to five work. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> At each venue is crazy
0: well i know here in america um uh, take somebody like metallica who i don't know if you've ever seen metallica live or anything else i have yeah 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 well with their stage setup when they do a stage they did like a um a few years ago probably about four or five years ago now they did um a baseball stadium tour they showed i was gonna go to st louis and see them and they had blocked out like the whole week of games before that concert. So I was like, "Oh darn! I can't go see the see the uh, the baseball team play."
3: Mm. And it
0: was because they were there four days in advance for the show, setting up the staging, and they were playing. You know, another like they were one on one off, one on one off stage wise. And it's like, how does that even happen? Because, and it's because they carry two stages with them. One will be in one city setting up, and then the other half yeah. of the crew goes to the other city, and I imagine it's the same thing with with them too, with Rammstein, too. You know, but, yeah, but it's, yeah, it's, a, it's, it's actually not. It's a money thing. It's crazy, mm. absolutely insane on the money deal for them. Which, yeah, you know, I was looking in a book. It was the uh, Benj and Purge series with Metallica, and they had the uh, mm. they had the receipts in the in <laughs> the book, and they had the breakdown of the European tour, which was like thirty days for Justice. And they had to make, yeah. they had to make like 79 grand a show to break even. <laughs> and that was in yeah, 1989 it's, dollars. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so, it's, yeah. yeah. I completely it's get Insane. It. So what inspires your music? What, what do you, do you have a, a theme you like to, to write about?
2: Uh, well, I, I personally like to write about like fan, fantasy stuff and, and history stuff. I suppose that's listening to a lot of Ghost and Maiden really. And uh, th- that's the kind of thing that I'm interested in. So obviously that's the sort of stuff that works its way into my lyrics. Uh, so, you know, stuff like Hex and Witch Hammer. Like, I think the fantasy is very overt. And some people might find that a bit like, um, off-putting or, or like cheesy. Or, you know what I mean? Yeah. But uh, I like that kind of stuff. I, I've always liked the poppier side of metal like and the, the theatrical side. And I think a lot of bands shy away from that when perhaps they, they they'd actually make better music if they if they didn't. Um, I think sometimes it's, it's quite good to embrace the, the cheese, if, if you know what I mean, uh, and just kind of have fun with the music instead of having to be dead serious all the time.
0: Right. Um, letting, letting something evolve on its own and seeing where it goes.
2: Yeah, so, so if it ends up being serious, then it, then it's serious. But if it, if, it, if it ends up sounding really playful and fun, then I, I wouldn't can it just because it, it doesn't exactly fit the vibe that metal should have or, or whatever.
0: Right. Um, I tend to think of, uh, you know, in the Maiden aspect of that, uh, it's a, it seems like a fun and playful jam, which is a loss for words. Yeah, yeah. You know, and it's yeah. just like it's an upbeat. Do you listen to yourself musically? not from a critique factor, but if, if something comes into your rotation and you, do you just sit there and listen to what you had done in the past or do you listen to your current albums and think, you know, it's really good or, you know, not, Uh, not necessarily saying I would not, not picking it apart.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Well, I I don't with my old stuff anymore as in the stuff with, with rage cave. I can't listen to that anymore because I just pick so many faults in it, but, um, with the albums we just dropped, I, t- I listen to Dustin's half w- way more than mine. Like if, if mine comes into rotation, I'm like, oh, I could have hit that note a bit better. could have sung that a bit better. But I I just don't have that with Dustin's half because I'm much more critical of my singing and my performance as a vocalist rather than my guitar playing or my bass playing or, you know. So if, if a Dustin song comes into a Dustin song, if a song of Amongst the Dead, comes on then i i might let it run through but i rarely listen to ghost of the past song
0: if you could have played any concert from days gone by what would it be
2: uh oh it might it might have to be that uh that metallica concert in russia i know Ooh. it wasn't a metallica concert like the Monsters but, uh, of Rock. Was a, uh, it was sort of like that it was um i think it was acdc headlining it was uh, one of the first um metal concerts when the wall came down. Yeah. Uh, after that and all Soviet was was over. Um, but Metallica played a concert and if you've watched videos of it it's absolutely insane. There's helicopters go, going over the crowd. There's people with guns at the front of the stage.
0: Yeah, the military. And,
2: and, yeah, and and Metallica uh, playing Enter Sandman I think is the famous video from the concert. And
0: uh, uh, it's, harvester. It's, it's in I yeah, I think it's Harvester uh, of Sorrow because that was before mm. Black album came out. It was. Uh, yeah,
2: yeah, 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 yeah. Right, you're right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, and there's just a sea of people. You can't see the end.
0: No, you really can't. It's mind-boggling. <laughs> wow. Um, so being from the United Kingdom, uh, mm. it says that you're from Nottingham, correct? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, any? How is the music scene over there? I mean. I know currently with all of the the virus issue things going on, uh, but how is like how is like a normal normal uh, show set up? Do you all do a lot of stuff through the week? I mean, do you do mostly weekends? How does that work?
2: Um, it's 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 mostly weekends here. I I don't think uh, on, on especially at a local level because uh, I I moved from Stoke on Trent. Uh,
0: I know that name.
2: Yeah. Well, actually, that's surprising. Really, <laughs> um,
0: well, uh, I'll give you—I'll give you a guess on why you think I know that name.
2: Uh, Lemmy. Yep. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Got
0: it, got it first off. <laughs> yeah, yeah we, I mean, I'm a huge. That's kind of the so. us so. on them
2: map. Eh? Uh, yeah, and, and, and Slash was also born in Stoke. Yes. Actually, yeah, but moved to LA. Yep.
0: So Mr. That, that's Mr. our kind of. Mister um, Hudson.
2: Hmm. <laughs> but. No, we we kind of have a local level. It's way weekend-based. Like, you don't really get any midweek shows of local bands here at all. Because okay. the, 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 the turnout would be, like, terrible. No one would go. Right. Um, so, we, especially in Stoke, they used to run Friday and Saturday was the main gig days. And people, there was always a strong turnout on those days. Like, um, the clubs and whatever would be fall. And people would stay till um, after, and they'd have the club night and whatnot, and then you know the week could go by, and I think it was pretty dry for quite a lot of them. Um, so yeah, it's 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 going well. Like the the scene over here is is great. I mean, there's plenty of upcoming bands that are, are doing really well for themselves, and I think uh, Britain will continue to do well in like the music industry for many years to come because oh, yeah. I think we just have
1: a, I think you all have a, a neck certain for it for sure.
2: Yeah. We have a certain style of a uh, rock, a certain style of metal. And, uh, yeah, I think it's, uh, unfortunate that we haven't had like a really massive, massive metal band from the UK in a while. Um, and, and those that were perhaps getting a bit massive are getting massive for the wrong reasons. Now I'm right. looking at you bring me, bring me the horizon. <laughs> um, yeah,
0: I like to look on uh, loudwire in in the uh, monologue of the show before I introduce the bands and like to say well, yep well this is why this person sucks <laughs> yeah yeah I think they've been on there a couple of times in the past so uh,
2: yeah I, I i I like them but I mean I think uh, to to call them a, a metal band these days is is just laughable right yeah. Like, they're they're not a metal band anymore, and I think they kind of. Um, I don't know. I get the sense that they actually uh, take the mick a bit, if if you know what I mean, if you've heard of that phrase. What is it? Like it, it just take uh, take the mick. Like they just take the, uh, they just take it a bit as a, of a joke. Now oh. metal, they don't they don't like it anymore, and I think you can tell when you're listening to them that they think people who listen to metal aren't you know aren't very bright. That right. that's the kind of impression that I get, because. Yeah.
0: There's some just mm. some bands around here, around the United States, that do that too. I think they make it a joke.
2: Yeah, yeah. I mean, if you've heard the the song, uh, what's that song in the latest album that has a? Oh, it's um. There's a song in the latest album anyway, Ammo, where he basically uh, suggests that fans have no idea what they're on about. Like, um, oh, it's called Heavy Mel. It's called Heavy Mel on the latest album saying that it isn't heavy metal or whatever and some kid in on the ground with a black dahlia tank says it ain't heavy metal as the chorus mm. and you know that's saying oh don't be ridiculous you know we're not metal anymore but it's they just it's just so much of a joke to them that they 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 put like a 4 second breakdown at the end of a song and they're like haha look at us right. aren't we metal and it's like no you haven't been metal for a very long time now
0: <laughs> so i do a kind of a general-esque questionnaire as well you know this is like stuff that is specific to you yeah uh, kind of like little profile questions hmm. do you have a favorite film
2: lord of the rings return of the king
0: any particular reason why
2: uh, I, I just think it's the best story ever told i think uh, i don't know is that is that a british opinion is, no is, no is no, no. i was it, just
0: because you know because it is the a trilogy I, i'm concerned ah about yeah yeah the return of the king
2: because I think I think it's a it's a great closer. I think it's one of the best ending films to a to a film series. Right. I think it sticks the landing absolutely perfectly, and I think it's just a step up from the second one. I, I I'm not much for the second one as opposed to the first and the third one.
0: I can um, understand that. A lot of people are like uh, that with Star Wars and such as well. So.
2: Oh, yeah, I, I love Star Wars as well. I, I totally get that.
0: <laughs> Definitely. Uh, you know, a uh, little bit of lore on that was, um, you know, Tolkien didn't like the title, Return of the King, because it gave mm. away the ending. Yeah. And he actually wanted to call it The War of the Ring.
2: Yeah, I mean, I mean, perhaps that would have been cooler.
0: Yeah. <laughs> um, but, yeah, the uh, publishing company was like, no, nah, it's too dismal. <laughs> yeah. So... Yeah, definitely. Do you have an ultimate jam?
2: An ultimate jam, like a favorite song?
0: Yeah. Something that's going to find oh. its way back to your media player, and, a, you know, record, CD, MP3, mm. whatever, um, that's always going to find its way back.
2: Well, not necessarily my favorite song, but a song that I, I, like, always, when it comes on, you know, I uh, it's, it always gets me, is um, Kansas Carry On My Way With Sun. Nice. Every time. Uh, Just like everything about that song is just so perfect. It's like a prog song, but it's also mega accessible and mega catchy and super tight and everything is just perfect in it. it. It doesn't seem to ever like have a bad moment in it at all.
0: Definitely. I can go along with that. And it seems like we're being joined by Dustin right now. Dustin, are you here? Yes, sir. Hey, what's going on, man? Welcome to the show. I'm your host, Mark. I've been talking with uh, Max here for a little bit. Um, If uh, you want to go ahead and answer a few questions, I will get get to them. Um, And, Max, if you want to...
3: I got a little bit of time.
0: Definitely. Um, I was talking with Max earlier about, you know, how you all got together and were writing uh, writing the music with... To me, you know, it's it's an interesting dynamic where you you know you can live where you live in in the states and and he's in uh, the United Kingdom. So how does that work for you? I mean, how do you how do you like doing stuff like that?
3: Um, I mean, it's really cool. Definitely a a really, I guess, good way to get yourself out there, which was kind of the way I was looking at it when I first approached it and then i've got a guy who i've been just kind of recording with he's got his own kind of home studio and he's really been the one to kind of bridge this all together for me at least and then max has his guy adam and we've just been going back and forth and it's been pretty easy honestly um these days it just makes i don't know it's i don't know you know how it was years and years ago but these days it's super easy to do stuff like that
0: right I, I would assume back in the day and you know that's something that you know max and i hadn't talked about you know back in the day it was probably just you know bands meeting other bands on tour and saying hey sw- swapping contact info and mailing tapes back and forth oh, yeah, yeah.
3: <laughs> definitely like wow if we're talking that far back, yeah. Right. Became,
0: well, I mean, even still, even within the last, I would say, even 20 years, it'd probably be, you know, you may be yeah, maybe mailing CDs back and forth, but, you know, tapes in general for, because of the ease of recording.
3: Exactly. Yeah. That's pretty
0: yeah. cool. And one of the questions I asked him, and I want to get your, your opinion on this if you could have written any song or album from another band, what would it be?
3: If I could have written any song
0: or, or album, album from another band? Yeah. What would it be? It's that 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 thing of saying, damn, I wish I would have written that or I wish I was a part of writing that.
3: It's a hard one. Um, I don't know. There's a lot of artists that I idolize and a lot of favorite bands and songs and albums. Um, man, I guess, I don't know, dude. Anything, I could chalk up anything Norma Jean has written. That's definitely something I wish I would have been a part of because they're godlike.
0: <laughs> right on. <laughs> I,
3: don't know.
0: I think I've actually only had... Um, in the 60 or so episodes of doing this or however long it's been now, um, I think I've had one other person mention Norma Jean, which is pretty cool, you know, because it's like, I think he had the exact same thing that you said. He's like, because they're Godlike and it's like, wow, it's like, yeah, they're they're an
3: amazing band. They've, they're one of like the most influential bands as of late for me. I mean, I got a couple, but, and then they definitely are very, I don't know, experimental and, just kind of willing to do different stuff and yeah, like I said, just very influential and inspirational and they're just, they're just fucking solid, 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 solid.
0: Okay. So, so what is the allure of music to you?
3: Mm, I don't know. Honestly, the release, the, the ability to show an, an emotion in such a controlled manner yet chaotic, I guess. From my point of view, since I'm fucking blaring my voice out than the other end, like I'm I'm literally, it's kind of a release in my eyes. So I get I don't know, yeah. And even in the studio, even in the studio where it's it's much more staggered, but you know, and I've I've had live shows too. Those are definitely a bit more. Um, how can I say like uh, they, they're definitely a bit more satisfying, but. I don't know, just, just writing and, and get having that outlet.
0: Uh, the live shows, you said?
3: Yeah, I mean, like I said, studio, writing, live shows, it's all an outlet.
0: Right. You know, that was one of the things that Max and I had talked about earlier, um, was people seeing you on stage, whether you uh, they know if you're not giving it 100% or just playing a part. You know, so it's ultimately the, the most um, vulnerable I think any of us are as musicians on stage. Is because I think everybody can see through. If they know you're not giving it, they can see they can see through you.
3: Exactly, stuff like that.
0: It's good stuff.
3: Definitely. No, it's it's. I agree. Um, if you're not if you're not in it, I don't know how, well, how to say. But if like you're not in it to be in it, then man, then like I don't know why you're in it at all. Music is definitely something that if you're trying to to. Dive into it's not something you really want to like take lightly, but at the same time, it's a hobby too, man. But it's just there's definitely two two sides to it, I suppose, right? But yeah, definitely, right. yeah, I'd agree with that.
0: definitely Yeah, definitely. So, what inspired right, why I
3: actually? I actually, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm gonna have to no, like, no, no. I, I don't know if Max had informed you, but I'm like getting called in a little bit early here, yeah, yeah, he did. Um, so, I just wanted to kind of pop in and say what up, Max. I've really yeah. ever talked to him, so this is the first time I actually really talked to him. Yeah, yeah. Oh wow. So, so it's usually so yeah, it's pretty so it's, it's pretty cool to or... link. Yeah, yeah. yeah we it's, usually it's a good... just
0: message. You know? Oh
3: wow. So you've yeah. have
0: never spoken on the phone before. Or no, like on... no, it's wow. That's nope.
3: That just goes to show how easy it is, man. Really? <laughs> yeah, Definitely. I think that's Bridging pretty pretty how easy it is yeah yep, bridging yep. the gap. i mean, that's he's so cool we've done or i've done like uh you know like little bits and pieces of like live um facebook live while i was in the studio and that's probably the most he's ever really seen or heard my voice oh, other than wow. on the album but. wow yeah Dustin's well, D- great british accent <laughs> uh, yeah 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 yeah. i was probably butchering the hell out of it but
1: yeah
3: you know. <laughs> All right, boys. Well, it was good talking with you. Yes, sir. Thanks. See um, you later.
0: Thanks for popping in, man.
3: Yeah, I guess if I had any closing words, it'd be...
0: Yeah, it was, do you have any shout-outs you want to you
3: know, give, to you? Um, shout-outs, I'd say, like I say, you know, my guy Drew Thompson here. He's a, a, a great uh, producer, if if anybody's... Obviously, after the whole COVID-19 thing, thing is over with, if you're looking for somebody, definitely look into Drew Thompson. At Ragnarok recording, I think he's changed the name, but you should still be able to find it. Um and then other than that, man, yeah, I just it was it was a blast working with Max and I hope we can do more things in the future.
0: Well, I am definitely a fan of it and I really hope you all still stick it out and do some other stuff because I want to hear more.
3: Well, thank you man, appreciate so, that. For that's sure. What, that's what keeps us going. Definitely. Yep. All right, Max, well I will talk to you later, buddy, okay? Yeah. Cheers. See you at Dustin.
0: Thank you, Dustin. All
3: right, later guys. Bye. Bye.
0: Awesome! I'd never known that—that y'all had never actually had spoken. That you, you just talk yeah, it's, me- it's talk through text or messenger or something.
2: Yeah, it's it's kind of testament to how uh, uh, easy it is to work with people these days.
0: Definitely. Um, yeah, it's kind of odd. That's super cool. So back to the, some question, some general questions here is um, so we got your ultimate jam, which was "Carry On, My Wayward Son." Yes. Yeah. Um. Do you have a guilty pleasure musically? Ooh. Uh... Nothing uh, is surprising, just so you know.
2: Well, I listen to a lot of uh, Owl City and Mika. I, I, I don't know if you've ever heard of either. They
0: I've were heard both of, kind of like one,
2: Yeah. Um, They're both kind of one-hit wonders. Uh, but, their, you know, their back catalog is great. For pop acts, like, I, I, I could not go anywhere else. Like, I just think front to back, their discographies are both kind of amazing. So
0: right on.
2: I suppose that would be my guilty pleasure.
0: Okay, well, hey, people like what they like. Exactly, yeah. So, essentially, it's uh, none of it. None of it is actually guilty if, if you like it, I guess.
2: Exactly, yeah.
0: Um, do you have a favorite food?
2: Curry, curry, a good curry nice. is definitely the best food.
0: Uh, this is this is really interesting because it's three weeks in a row. I've had uh, had people on and they were like Indian food. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yes. it's 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 great. I, I yeah, I couldn't think of anything better. That's so cool. Uh, yeah, I'm a uh, like a I like a nice masala, like a chicken masala. Yeah, yeah, yeah I agree. Um, are you familiar with Spinal Tap?
2: Of course, yeah.
0: Well, because you know, I do have to ask because I've had some people on there. They're like, "Who?" and they don't get it. So, with either in any band that you've ever been in, or you know. Just even in life in general, do you have a spinal tap moment that you're like, this is not real? There is no way this is happening.
2: Oh, I don't know. I don't know, you know. that's say I've never really had one of those, I don't think. Not yet. I mean, there's still time.
0: Right. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. But, uh, Somebody uh, said, you know? yes, this interview. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, you know, you're still young yet. You know, it's not a – it doesn't – Hey, I think I was well into my twenties before I had some really good ones. So I get it. Yeah. What is your greatest achievement as a musician?
2: Uh, I think easily these albums. Uh, I think every everyone says that um, with their latest release or whatever. Right. But I think I uh, have kind of made it a, a, a thing to myself that I'll never be, you know, dishonest about how good I think the latest thing I've released is. Like, um, but I, I really think that these latest albums are the best things that I've done. Right. Uh, And I think people listen to them. Yeah. I I think if, if your heart's not in it, you know, your latest release, then why, why release it at all? Um, Agreed. But I think, yeah, I I couldn't be prouder of how they've turned out really.
0: Good deal. I, I can appreciate that because, you know, like what you just said, if your heart's not in it, well then why release it at all? I, and yeah, I, that goes back to the uh, the Metallica thing where so many people dislike later Metallica. And well, and I say later, but it's more mid mid career Metallica stuff now, you know, mm. the Load and Reload and St. Anger stuff. But yeah. somebody had to believe in it.
2: Yeah, so I, yeah, I, I had, think Load and Reload could have been one good album rather than two. Yes. Two kind of medi- mediocre albums.
0: I have said and... that for years.
2: Yeah, and Saint Anger shouldn't have existed, uh, <laughs> but I, I I really like their modern stuff. I think Death Magnetic and Hardwired are great. Uh, I really think they're two solid albums.
0: I um, don't I don't defend Saint Anger on musicality, um, mm. but I defend it onto the onto the regard of there are some okay songs on it.
2: Yeah, I, I think Frantic's a decent song.
0: But I think a lot of it, uh, and I like Sweet Amber um, and uh, All Within My Hands and stuff like that. Later albums yeah. that, you know, wouldn't have got the time of day anyways. But yeah. to me, it's one of those things. I think if if you listen to it in a headphone mix, it's a completely different album. Because yeah, there's yeah. so many submixed things in that album. Like you hear, you know, there you hear the grit behind the album.
2: Yeah, it's a very punky album.
0: Yeah, you hear uh, you hear it's... things in the background that you that you don't necessarily hear on a, you know, just on a normal stereo. Yeah. So that's yeah. why I defend that album. Is it's very, if you listen to it on headphones, I think it's a, a better album. The final question I have: a lot of people say, "Well, that's a morbid question. Why do you ask it?" Because you know, I think every, everybody likes to hear this one. So, if heaven or hell exists. What would you like to hear when you arrive to wherever you think you're going?
1: Uh, Um, hmm. Oh,
2: I don't know. You know, I suppose. uh, Do you get Do you get the generic answers, "Highway to Hell" and "Stairway to Heaven" very often?
0: Actually, no. But a lot, a lot of people are like, "Yeah, I'm going to hell, and it's going to be Slayer." You know, that's the generic. Oh yeah, yeah.
2: yeah. I mean, Hell awaits by Slayer (laughs) from going to hell, (laughs) and And, uh, I don't know what what would uh, the sound of heaven be. I don't know. Maybe he is by ghost, just to be
0: mm. ironic. There you go. I can, you know, I can grasp, grasp that.
2: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes.
0: For sure. So is there any shout
2: outs you want to give to anybody? Uh, I suppose shout out to Adam Buckley for being a great uh, mixer, master, overall producer, and nice guy uh, during all this. And uh, my partners uh, helped me through this the whole time. And said, you can do it the whole time. <laughs> While I've been struggling to kind of write things and, and get it done. And she's kind of kicked me up the backside and said, get it done or you won't be happy if you don't. That's, um,
0: that's a good one.
2: Yeah. And uh, yeah, I suppose Any anyone who's listened to the, the music so far, I suppose, because they're the reason why I do it. Uh, I suppose that sounds really generic, but it, it, it is... A reason why i keep doing music is because the people who listen to it and like it so
0: i dig that 100 percent. and tell people how to get a hold of you for uh they can you know so they can listen to your music purchase uh merch stuff like that how do, how do people do that yeah
2: so we're on facebook instagram and twitter uh all is under king if you want to find us on there hey you can find our music on bandcamp spotify or any you know major streaming service and we'll have merchandise out soon shortly So you can find that on our social media, I suppose, when it drops.
0: Awesome. Well, Max, thank you for calling in and we'll see you soon. Hopefully. Hopefully, Yeah. Hopefully you're out doing a live show soon.
2: (laughs) Yeah. Hopefully. All right. Thank you.
0: Since 1973, Tattoo Charlie's has been an established body modification studio in Kentucky, featuring world-renowned artists and piercers, currently with locations on Preston Highway and in Lexington, a staple point in the tattoo community. Learn more at TattooCharlie's.com. Set up your appointment today at 7904 Preston Highway. Our tattoos are done while you wait. Since 1973, Tattoo Charlie's has been an established body modification studio in Kentucky, featuring world-renowned artists and piercers, currently with locations on Preston Highway and in Lexington, a staple point in the tattoo community. Learn more at TattooCharlie's.com. Set up your appointment today at 7904 Preston Highway. Our tattoos are done while you wait.